0: We are on Ksubis, the bottom of Chav Beis and Beis, the third to last line, in the Arch of on 22b4 in the first column. Uh, we are discussing different scenarios where there's a trey Essentially, you have two witnesses contradicting two other witnesses. What happens in that type of a scenario? So, for example, we've been discussing what happens if there are two witnesses who said that the husband died Two witnesses say the husband didn't die. Two witnesses say they got divorced. Two witnesses say they, that they didn't get divorced. And, and then we've also been discussing the situation of Chad V'Chad. Uh, scenarios where you have a contradiction in testimony between one witness and another witness. One witness says that they got divorced. One, one witness says that they didn't get divorced. Uh, and we've been discussing what would happen in those scenarios where you have these different contradictions. Now just as an introduction before we continue on in the Gemara, so number one, there's a big difference between trei Tre and chad v'chad when we have two witnesses contradicting two other witnesses and when, when we have one witness contradicting another single witness. Uh, in halacha, and Jewish law, two witnesses actually is meaningful, um, is of significance. Uh, one witness, in some scenarios, they are of significance, but in what we're discussing, they are of less significance unless, as we pointed out, in last week's recording, unless it's discussing the death of the husband, so then it's it's we were lenient uh, and we accepted the testimony of one, one witness. But in general, um, one witness is uh, at least with regards to this area of halacha, this area of law, uh, with regards to defining whether or not a person is viewed as married or not and could get married to somebody else. So one witness is uh, is not significant, and that's gonna. Be important, uh, for the coming Gemara. Number two, point number two is that we've been discussing cases where because of these, uh, testimonies that are contradicting each other, so we're left in question, we're left in doubt as to what to do. So it's important to note, uh, that the ramification of this, this situation, uh, would impact whether or not the wife could get married to somebody else. But it also impacts if she does get married to somebody else, even if we tell her not to, but in the end of the day, she does get married to somebody else, so then does she have to get divorced? Uh, would she have to get divorced in that situation? And, you know, there's a lot of factors involved, but just something to keep in mind that we haven't mentioned in the past is that if the question is whether or not on a biblical level, on a derisive level, is she, uh, potentially uh, violating something on a biblical level is this a concern on a biblical level? So then we would have to, we would say that she has to get divorced. Uh, again, there might be other factors to to consider, but uh, at the, at the base level, if it's a biblical concern, so then she would have to get divorced. If it's only rabbinic, uh, if it's a rabbinic concern, so then it, when there's a question, when it's just a, a question on a rabbinic level, so then we would say on its base level that she's allowed to stay married. However, the cases that we've been dealing with and the cases that we will be dealing with seem to be concerns on a rabbinic level, at least according to many of the Rishonim, many of the earlier commentators, that it is only a concern on a rabbinic level. And yet, uh, many take the position of Taitse that they have to get divorced, that they would have to get divorced. Uh, So for example, Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of the Gerushin, uh, two witnesses say that she got divorced, two witnesses say that she didn't get divorced, so then we would say Tetzay, that she would have to leave the marriage, um, and so the question is why? So that is something which we've discussed in the last in the last year in the last class. Uh, it could be that she should have had her divorce document. Um, different different factors were were discussed within that. But another factor is is the fact that this concern on a rabbinic level. It's true that it's only con- might be only a concern on a rabbinic level. But the concern on the rabbinic level here is that there's. There might be a problem which would also impact on a biblical level. If she's actually married, so then then the truth is is that uh, she, even on a biblical level, she's not allowed to get married to somebody else. And so, even though this is only a rabbinic concern, this is a chashash Rabanon. This is a rabbinic concern, but it's a concern that something might might be wrong on a biblical level. She might be married to somebody. If she's actually married to somebody right now, so then if she marries somebody else, so then that's a that's that's adultery on a on a on a derisa level, on a biblical level. And so therefore, even though it's only a rabbinic concern, but the concern is that something is taking place, something is happening on a biblical level, and so therefore we would say that the law should be tate, that they that they should have to even with the second husband that she would have to get divorced. Um and so therefore this isn't parallel to other cases where it's purely a concern on a rabbinic level of some rabbinic problem. Here it's on a rabbinic level of a potential biblical concern, so it's just important to keep that in mind as we uh, as we begin the Gemara. So the Gemara says We have a brysa. and the comp will compare two different scenarios of a treu treu of a contradiction of two witnesses against two other witnesses. Two witnesses say that she was married to person A. Two witnesses say that she was not married to person A. So then, is she allowed to marry person B? We say, no, she cannot marry somebody else because we have two witnesses who say that she's already married. If she's married, she can't get married to somebody else. However, if she does marry person B, so then we'll say that she does not have to leave that marriage. If in the end day, she does get married, she doesn't have to leave that marriage. Compare that to case number two. Two witnesses say that uh, she was divorced. And two witnesses say that she was not divorced. So then, harezu lotina say she should not get married to person B, because according to two witnesses, she's still married to person A. She never got divorced. However, v'im Tete uh, But if she does get married, so then in this case, we'll say that she does. If she does get married to person B, so then she does have to get divorced. And so the Gemara will ask the obvious question: What's the difference between? Case number one and case number two. When two witnesses say there's a contradiction, two witnesses, two witnesses say that she got married to person A. Two witnesses say she didn't get married to person A. So then we say if she marries person B, uh, everybody agrees or not to get married to person B. But if she does, so then she doesn't have to leave. As opposed to the case of gerushin of a divorce, two witnesses say she got divorced. Two witnesses say she didn't get divorced. So then if she got married to person B, so then she would in fact we would force her to leave that marriage with person B. What's the difference between? The first case and the second case. Now, it is important to point out that there is a big difference between the first case and the second case. And this is something which is pointed out by Tosvos, one of the classic commentators uh, on the page. Uh, where in the first case, uh, without these witnesses, we assume that she was the status quo is that she's single. Right? That's the status quo. Is she single? There's a question whether or not she got married. Uh so then there might be more room for leniency because that's the status quo. Uh In the second case, the status quo is that she's married. And the question is whether or not she got divorced. So then maybe there's more room to be more stringent because the status quo is that she's married. So Tosos asked that question. So he says, no, but nevertheless, in the end of the day, we should still be concerned on a rabbinic level. We wouldn't follow the status quo, the Chazakah. And so therefore, in both cases, it should have the same ruling. But essentially, the Gemara asks, now turning the page to Chav Gimel al Aleph, Ma'ish na'reshu, Ma'ish what's the difference between... These two cases, between uh, the cases of two witnesses, uh, contradiction between two witnesses, whether, whether she got married or whether she got divorced. What's the difference between these two cases? So the Gemara will present two different answers. We'll have two different answers to this question. So we'll first see answer number one, and then we'll see answer number two. Answer number one, Amr Abayi. Abayi says, you know what? We're not talking about two witnesses. Like we mentioned in the introduction, we're discussing really one witness. It doesn't really mean two witnesses. It really means one witness. One witness said in the in the beginning, in the first case, one witness said, witness said that she got married. Another witness said she didn't get married. Uh, and then in the second case, one witness said that she got divorced. One witness said that she did not get divorced. And it's important to keep in mind, when we're discussing one witness with regards to marriage or with regards to divorce, one witness uh, doesn't make an impact. It doesn't really make an impact. We require two witnesses in this area of halacha. So, explains as follows we have one witness say, saying that she got married one witness says that she didn't get married well in the end of the day it's only one witness uh, last we knew everybody agrees that she was originally single one witness is telling us that she got married that's meaningless who cares it's one witness we require two witnesses and so therefore since we require two witnesses, will say that if she got married, you know, if she got married, she's allowed to stay married because there's only one witness that said that she was already married. So the, the Tosos, uh, the classic commentator, asks, if this is the case that we really don't care about, we don't care about what one witness says, and there's only one witness who said that she was married, so then let her get married. Why do we say that she's not allowed to get married, but if she gets married, she's allowed to stay married? Let her go ahead and get married. Let her get married. So what, what's going on here? Uh, we don't care about that. what what that one witness said. Last we knew is that she was single, so let her go ahead and get married. We should tell her, go get married. Why is the halacha, why is the ruling that she's not allowed to get married? So Tosas explains, no. The reason is, is because besides for that one witness saying that she was married, there's, there's a situation here where it looks like there's a wedding taking place. He has different ways of saying it, but essentially, the idea is that they're at the wedding hall. Everything is set up. We have the photographer. We have the chuppah there. And so there's reason for us to be concerned that they actually got married. We just don't have any witnesses that said that she got married. Uh, we have, or we have only one witness, which halakhically is not significant. But there's everything that's taking place there that looks like there's a wedding, so therefore we'll tell her, you know what, you cannot get married because there's this concern. However, if you get married, so then she's allowed to stay married because we don't have witnesses that said that uh, that uh, she she was married. We don't have two witnesses that said that she was married. It's also, another point, is that important to point out, is that when we have one witness that said that she got married, it might, doesn't mean that there is only one witness there at the marriage, at the marriage itself. This witness is saying that this was done in front of two, let's say, because in order to have this uh, marriage, it has to be done in front of two, according to most opinions. Uh, so the, the simple explanation, it could be that others disagree, but the simple explanation is that this one witness is saying that this marriage took place in front of two. It's just those two people are not present. They're not here to testify. But it's one witness who's telling us that this was done in front of two. It wasn't just done in front of this one person. It was the wedding took place in front of two or more uh, because otherwise it wouldn't be a valid uh, wedding. Uh, so it's just important to keep that in mind. But in the end of the day, the first case where we have one witness versus one witness, the reason why she's allowed to stay married if she gets married to person B is because we only have one witness that said that she got married. That's not acceptable according to Halacha. Seifa, the second case, is... Essentially, it's the same idea... Everybody already knows that she's married. We have one witness who tells us that she got divorced. Another witness says she didn't get divorced. In the end of the day, when we have one witness who told us that she got divorced, that is halachically uh, not believed. We need two witnesses, so she's not allowed to get married. And if she gets married, she has to get divorced. Why? Because the status quo is that she was married, and we only have one witness to tell us that she didn't get ma- that she got divorced. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day. Uh, we don't follow that one witness and so therefore she would have to get divorced if she married person B. So there's a big difference if you hold like a Baye that we're discussing really a contradiction of one and one. Uh, so then there's a big difference whether or not uh, it's a contradiction in whether she got married to begin with or whether she was already married and there's a contradiction as to whether or not she got divorced. If it was about the contradiction about whether she got married to begin with, so then if she got married at the end of the day, we let her stay married because we don't have two witnesses that said that she was originally married to person A. We only have one witness. And that doesn't count if it's about a contradiction within one witness about getting divorced. So in the end of the day, the last thing we knew was that she was married. We only have one witness, which doesn't count, halakhically, that she got divorced. So therefore, we'll say that she was, it's like she was, uh, we assume that she was married. And therefore, if she marries person B, she would in fact have to get divorced. And that would explain the contradiction. That is all according to Abaye. That's according to Abaye. Comes Rav Ashi, and Rav Ashi gives a totally different answer. So this is answer number two. Totally different answer. Rav Ashi says, you know what, what we're discussing here is really a situation of two versus two. We have two witnesses say that she got married, two witnesses say she didn't get married. Uh, two witnesses say that she got divorced, two witnesses say that she didn't get divorced. And we have to flip, really have to flip the ruling. And he's gonna explain. So, he'll, he'll explain exactly what we're discussing here and what the ruling is in the, in the coming lines. So, let's see these lines. He explains. <laughs> two witnesses say that we saw that she got, she was married. <laughs> the two other witnesses, and this is what the change is, part of the change, is that they're not saying that she didn't get married. It's that we don't know if she got married. We don't know if she got married. So we have two witnesses say that we know she got married. Two other witnesses say that we don't know if she got married. So our I'll say, the So it's not a contradiction. In the end day, it's really not a contradiction. We have two witnesses say that she got married. Two other witnesses say we have no idea. We've never seen the marriage. So in the end day, we have two witnesses that says she got married. Well then, she she's married to person A. She can't get married to person B. And if she, in fact she does get married to person B, she has to get divorced. We flip it. We flip the ruling. So in this case, she, in fact, would have to get divorced because all we know is that we have two witnesses that say that she got married. So the Gemara asks the obvious question, this is obvious. The fact that we have two witnesses coming to and telling us we have no idea if she got married, okay, that, that doesn't mean anything. Who cares? Who cares that we have two other witnesses that say that we don't know if she got married? There are plenty of people in the world. Whenever people get married, there are plenty of other people in the world who don't know it if, those, if that couple got married it's not it doesn't mean anything um so why what is it coming what is it coming to add so the Gmar explains no because we're discussing a case here where the woman and the witnesses uh who claim that they didn't see it or who testified that they didn't see it they all live in the same courtyard they all live right near each other one would have thought that if she actually was married, so then there would be rumors out there. People would have heard about it. Kamash So the point of the Gemara of this Bryce is to tell you that we have witnesses who say they never heard about it. Okay, that doesn't impact the law. Even though uh, you would assume that there would be rumors out there and people would have heard about it. No, it's possible that people get married in private. And when we say in private, we don't mean just between themselves. Again, as we pointed out before, According to most opinions, it has to be done in front of two witnesses. Today, we try you know, it has to be done in front of two witnesses. And uh, that's what it means in private. But the point is, that the fact that we have two other people who are live in the same courtyard, the fact that they never heard about it, that's not going to impact the alacha. So, in the end of the day, in the first case, we have two witnesses who say that she was married. Okay, so she was married. Uh, the other witnesses who say they never heard about it, they don't impact the law. That's the point. And so therefore, it's like she's married to person A, or we, we, right, we, we know that she's married to person A. If she gets married to person B, she has to get divorced. What about the second case, Seifa? So it's similar. We have two witnesses who say that we saw the divorce. She's single now. Two other witnesses say, we don't know about it. We don't know whether she got divorced. She didn't get divorced. We don't know about it. So in such a case, she cannot get married. We say, you know what, you can't get married. But, if she gets married, so then, she could stay married. Why? Why could she stay married? Because in the end of the day, we have two witnesses that say that she actually got divorced. We do have two witnesses that say that she got divorced. We don't have two witnesses contradicting that. We have just two other witnesses that just don't know. Uh, so if she got, if she got married, she could stay married. So the Gemara asks, What is this coming to teach us? If it's about the same case where these two witnesses who say that we never heard about the divorce, they live in the same courtyard, uh, and they don't impact the halacha, but that was already taught to us in the first case. We already knew about this in the first case. What's it coming to teach us in the second case? We already learned from the first case that witnesses who don't know about something taking place in their court, in their own courtyard, they share the same courtyard, that does, and they don't know about something that doesn't impact the law. So, what we already learned that in the first case. What's the second case coming to teach you? No. Because, uh, the point is the first was case was talking about a marriage so it's possible for people to get married privately they don't have to publicize it there's no need for them to publicize the marriage when it comes to divorce there's a reason to publicize the ma- the divorce because she wants people to know I'm divorced I want to get married I want to get married to somebody else there's a reason to publicize it so there's more of an incentive to publicize the divorce so you might think then there. The rumors should really be out there, and if we have two people in the courtyard who don't know about it, then this should be something which is strange, it's fishy, because you would want to publicize it. Come, Malan, the conclusion is that no, even when it comes to divorce, uh, people might not publicize it. The, the couple might not publicize it, they won't necessarily want to publicize the divorce, and so therefore the fact that two people come along and they say that we don't know about it, so then that won't impact the law. However, just as one last point, the truth is, is that in the end of the day, it seems that it does impact the law. Why? What do we have here in this last case? Two witnesses say that she got divorced. Two witnesses say, we don't know if she got divorced. So the law is that if she got married to somebody else, she's allowed to stay married, because two witnesses said that she got divorced. And there's no contradiction. The other two witnesses are just saying, we don't know. Uh, so she's allowed to stay married. But the question is, why would we tell her that she can't get married in the first place? Let her go ahead and get married in the first place. Why do we say that she can't get married in the first place? Uh, so then, Either you'd have to say uh, that uh, it looked like there was a divorce that took place, something similar to what we described before, or perhaps we'll say that the two witnesses who said that we don't know about the situation and that we live in the same courtyard, we live, we're neighbors, uh, so maybe that'll be enough of a reason for us to say, you know what, you can't get married. We'll tell you don't get married initially uh, because because of these two witnesses, or maybe it's because there was some something which looked like a divorce that resembled the divorce, but it wasn't actually. Uh, a divorce, well, forget it. That I don't know. It would have to really be based on, on the two witnesses uh, that, that say that we don't we don't know about it. And so therefore, they'll that'll cause concern. So we'll tell her don't get married initially. But if she ended up getting married, so then for sure, we'll rely on the two witnesses that said that she got divorced because those are, though, those are the only witnesses that we have. We don't have any other witnesses. The other two witnesses are not saying anything. They're saying that she, we don't know. So she's allowed to stay married, but because of the two witnesses in the courtyard that say that we don't know... Uh, We'll sell her, we'll tell her, you know what, don't get, don't get married, uh, initially. We'll tell her not to get married, but if she got married, so then, she could stay married. Okay, those are the, those are the two answers to this question of the Gemara. We'll continue with the next topic in the next recording.